It's the radio guy, Mike Prince. Welcome to another episode of the Mike Prince Show. Of course, our daily mission is to bring you news that you can use. Our social media handles for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter are all at Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is Open Mic Broadcast Network. Our 24-hour on-demand listen center, 720-721-1558. And without any further delay, we're going to jump right into today's episode we are fortunate enough to catch up with one of the busiest women throughout, I won't just say the Southwestern Athletic Conference, but throughout women's basketball. And that's none other than Coach Sandy Pugh. How you doing, Coach? Hey, Mike. Doing great. Doing great. Happy to be on today. Well, we're happy to have you on. Uh, it's a lot going on, a whole lot going on. And I don't even know where to begin, but let's talk about the hottest thing going on. You have a new competitor to come over to the conference in the likes of FAMU, PVAMU, FAMU. Not a lot of history of recent, but now you get a chance to possibly add two more basketball games on your regular season slate. What is your overall viewpoint of having a new member school join forces with you? You know, um, we had a... Uh Head coaches meeting a couple of days ago, and uh, all the coaches had a chance to chime in, and it was interesting because a lot of voices from a lot of different places. But you know, my my thing is, uh, I'm excited. I have a lot of kids from Florida, so it gives us an opportunity to go um, if the conference if it works out. I don't know how they're going to structure everything, but uh, if we are to play them uh, yearly uh, based on the present format then our kids will have an opportunity to go, you know, to Florida and their families to come and see them every year. So that's great for them because I have at least four kids on the team this year coming up uh, from that area. Um, definitely a concern for basketball as far as budget because you figure that's, that's going to be a significant amount of additional funding uh, for us to travel down there uh, each year. And um, I guess from a if I was sitting in a D chair from a football standpoint, you know, the opportunity to create more rivals at uh, FAMU traditionally travels very well from the time I was at my previous school. So um, I think that would, you know, save some intriguing, intriguing factors. Um, I'm hearing it's a, it's a good fit for them. Um, but my, my main concern is from a budgetary standpoint is will my budget be increased <laughs> to have to go to, uh, uh, Florida every year because I can't see um, staying where we are and then have an additional cost, a significant additional cost um, with that uh, going down there. So uh, that would be my concern. You know, the Rattlers are competitors. You know, uh, it's all, you know every time I go to Florida recruiting or otherwise, you know, you always got to hear from some Rattlers and talking noise. So it's, it's good. It's, it's a good think from a, a rivalry standpoint and in terms of the energy that is um, that this whole thing is created within the conference, I think it's amazing. I think it's awesome. So I have a lot of people talk, talk, and it's created a lot of chatter. So that's always good. Yes, that's going to always be good. Now, my question is, uh, when you think of Florida and when I do the calculations, it's about an 11-hour drive. Is that something that you know what if you could budget wise you would prefer to fly but would an 11 hour bus ride seem too far stretched for a basketball game of competition 
Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, 11 hours, woof, that's brutal for six foot, uh, six, two, five, ten kids. You know, you know, you have to be able to stretch out those legs and knees. If anyone who's, who's, who's played sport, they understand. I mean, you, you've got to be able to stretch um, out and, um, you know, not, not to mention when you get uh, uh, upwards of 40, you know, your back. And, and other areas of your body, neck. That areas that you didn't even know existed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, 18 years old might be fine, but when you start stretching into the, 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 the later years, we'd be looking like, ooh. Yes, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> we might sit flown. <laughs> yeah, where's my ointment? <laughs> One of my friends used to have something called Two Old Goats. Uh, it was like, oh, put this on your knee, Coach. This is good stuff. You can, you can get out there and hoop now. I don't know about all that, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> That's definitely a must-have in the in the emergency kit. We're talking with Coach Sandy Pugh of the Purview A&M University Panthers. Now, Coach, we know uh, recent weeks we all uh, were notified about the um, uh, APR sanctions and it's part of the way of life as we know it now. Uh, but now that the um, first wave, I guess, of the cat being out of the bag. How have you all assessed the situation, and what are the plans of moving forward? You know, I, you know, I've always said this about APR. It's like, you know, they release these grand these grand statements, and uh, people grab them and like, oh wow, wow, wow. But a lot of people don't take the time to look at the bottom line. You take, for instance, this this past season. Um, I had uh, four seniors, and of those four seniors, two have already graduated. One graduated in December. One graduated in um, uh, in, in May, on both on time. One ahead of schedule, and then I have two more who are on schedule to track graduate uh, this summer. So when you look at those numbers, they're they're misleading. So um, you have to really go back and really process, you know, the previous, uh, the, it, because it's, it's a, it's a four-year cohort. So unfortunately we would have, uh, you know, uh, an intriguing hand that we're having to, uh, process through, but, uh, I can, I can guarantee the alumni and all of the people out there that, uh, we will get through this and we will be back on track. Our kids are amazing. Uh, this past season we had two kids with 4.0s. We had another seven with 3.0 or better. So um, the, the foundation and everything is in place to uh, get this train back on the track. And uh, I'm just really happy. Our kids have just done an amazing job. and They're going to continue to do an amazing job as they represent PVAMU on every level. Very good. Now, when a report like this comes out, Coach, does it have an effect one way or the other when you're out recruiting? Say you might have a kid on the bubble and does that kind of slow that process down for them making their decision? Uh, not really, because I think a lot of most kids look at it from their own perspective. Uh, kids, you know, the APR has been around a long time, so people who are involved tend to see it from, oh, this is someone who was here three years ago or four years ago. Um, so they understand that that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with them unless it's dealing with the cohort. 
you know, I just need to get in there. We talk to our kids all the time about doing your job, making sure that people come behind you aren't, aren't, you know, aren't, you know, not, the, the people who come behind you should be benefiting from your having been here, not the other way around. So we stress that. The kids are very familiar with APR. You know, um, we talk to them all, all the time about it. We talk to them about the point, how it's calculated. I go through that entire process with all of my teams because I want them to know that you have a responsibility to the young lady that's coming behind you. You are your sister's teacher. And if you do your job, then someone else will benefit, you know, uh, from, from your having been here. And that's important because we, we like for our kids to stay connected on all levels. Not just on APR, but right, uh, right, right. Because the ultimate goal, and a lot of people, they really not understanding the the nuts and the bolts that keeps this thing together. It's more than just one area. There are four or five different components that help make up this total APR ranking, yeah. from my understanding and research of it. And so, well, they, 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 I mean, they, they tell you that it, it represents a 50% graduation ratio, and actually it represents more like a 90. So, uh, you know, when you look at our numbers right now, um, if, if all four of those kids graduate, you know, I mean, that's 100%, right? Right, right. But that's, that what number, I that's what my PV may yeah, have told no, me. I mean, yeah, they both graduate. <laughs> but but when you look at our APR score, it won't it'll show a hundred percent. It's gonna show whatever a kid left or a kid, you know, uh didn't get her twelve hours or her twenty four hours in this period of time, or if a kid uh who was here three years ago in that four year cohort uh fails to complete or graduate within a 10 semester rule. So there's a lot of dynamics built into that. And so a lot of people don't understand it. So a kid can graduate in 11 semesters, but cost you an APR point because she didn't graduate in 10. Wow. So, yeah. So there's a, so when people, people look at that, you know, the ones, people who understand APR get it. The people who don't, they tend to get, a, you know, a little inflamed when they see, these reports come out in numbers, but there's a there's a lot that goes into that a lot. So, um, like I said, you know, I'm not going to get into all that. But the bottom line is, we're we're happy with where we are, and and the progress that we've made. Uh, TV has recently hired a academic counselor. Thank God, a director. Uh, he's doing an amazing job. We're working with him on a weekly basis uh, to put together our improvement plan and you know, go down this road together. So I'm really excited about that and looking forward to, uh, you know, growth and uh, the continuous, the continuous uh, progress. Does this change your recruiting approach as far as uh, bringing in new talent? Because the game is always about recruiting. And you could have, I'm going to say, a bubble kid who, if you got five points of what you look for, and they might be qualifying three of those five points, but the two points of of whatever they would be on your scale, does that make you a little less hesitant than to go to one who might have four or five of the points but not as much talent? Definitely, Mike. I mean, no doubt about it. We have these conversations daily on our Zoom calls with our staff, you know. Um, Coach Dave, oh, hubcaps, as you call him. Yeah. <laughs> 
because Dave might have someone, you know, old coach, you know, this this kid's transfer and she has, you know, uh, this GPA and she's coming from a power five and, you know, we want to take a look at her. But, you know, we have to we have to put her into our complete dynamic and look at the, the, the big picture. And um, um, I'm going to tell you right now, it's made more than uh, a few coaches rethink and hesitate about uh, kids. And, it, and it's unfortunate because I've always been a believer in that uh, part of my responsibility as a coach is to be here to help kids. And in some cases, even give them a, a second opportunity uh, and, and put things in their path to help them wherever possible. Kids come from different socioeconomic backgrounds, whether mom and dad may or may not be there, grandma might be raising them, you know, um, so they might have might not have had the same resources you or I might have had available to us. But it, it saddens me that a lot of those kids are not being given an opportunity anymore because of, you know, you have to be cognizant of APR and, and, and what that kid could, could potentially cost you. So um, it's a different time. When I first started at Southern, I mean, we didn't hesitate to take chances on um, those kids because we knew we could work with them. We knew we could create leadership opportunities within uh, our program for them to try to get them on track. But that day is that day has changed. It has changed significantly. And when you really think about it, in particular that of the HBCU blueprint, the schools were designed on purpose to help people in disadvantaged situations. Uh, I'm going back thinking about what the Pac-12 did a couple of weeks ago, well, the state of California, I should say, um, they have eliminated SAT and ACT scores for students to become eligible. They said the research had shown, data had shown that these tests were racially biased. And this was before everything has taken place that we're experiencing right now. And I thought that was very keen of them to get ahead of the curve, if you would, of how this thing was 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 shaping out how impactful what a difference do you think it would make if some of the hbcus were to take that uh lead from california and eliminate sat and act scores to qualify for admission now did they eliminate um um, based upon covid or is it a permanent no this was permanent this is permanent. Oh, that, wow. Yes, okay. this was absolutely, okay. absolutely permanent because at first that's what I was thinking. And some yeah. uh, some conferences were even doing it for this year. But California said, no, we're just going to do away with it altogether. Uh, you know what? I've never been uh, a believer in the ACT. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny because I used to tell the story. I was like, when I was at Southern and um, they increased their uh, ACT, I was like, I couldn't have gotten this up. <laughs> you know, I used to tell that story all the time because they had increased the, 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 the test score. I only took it one time. And, you know, like you said, when you, you – I was from a single parent, you know, uh, you know, no father in, in, in the house. And, you know, my mom, you know, worked hard to provide for five children. So um, there, were no, there was no funds for uh, a vacation. Vacation in my house was going to grandma's house for a weekend. You know, so um, – you know, I, I just think that, you know, the, AC, that the ACT and the SAT scores um, are biased. I've always believed that. And, 
I've always been a proponent on a uh, proponent of um, the GPA and um, the interview. You know, the the writing of the essays volumes. You know, and give a kid an opportunity to express themselves and. Uh, look at the full body of work, not something they did after they were up all night stressing out. And then you have to get up at 6.30 to get something to eat to be there for tests that might start at 7.30, 8 in the morning, you know. So, mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you're sleepy and, you know, may or may not have eaten some of these kids. So there's a lot of dynamic that goes into that test. I mean, I, we, we literally have to coach kids on how to prepare for the SAT and ACT in some instances. So um, never been a proponent of the test. I, I'm happy to hear that California is doing that. I do know that uh, I think Alabama State came out, uh, and it was one other, maybe Alcorn came out saying that because of COVID, they would not uh, um, require the uh, test score. So um, I think it's a good thing. I really do. Well, very good. Now, earlier you made mention of my old buddy Hubcaps and uh, Coach Franks. People wonder why I call him Hubcaps because he used to sell cars. And so <laughs> I just call him Hubcaps. But there has been, uh, maybe to lack of some of our listeners' awareness, a staff change within your department. Would you care to share that with us? Well, we uh, uh, my assistant, my top guy, uh, Coach Sean uh, LaBeouf, um, he has moved on. He uh, received a job offer from, oh, guys, I forget the name. Northern Colorado. Uh, Northern Colorado. And uh, he elected to take that position. So May 31st was his last day. And um, we had a big send-off for him, you know, on Zoom with the kids. And they got a chance to, you know, shed a few tears and laugh with him. And so he was really. Uh, appreciative of, of them and their kind words and you know we wish him uh, all the best and I'm sure he'll do an amazing job for Northern Colorado so in the meantime we are um, um, one coach down and we're uh, you know waiting to put that job out there and hopefully we can uh, hire someone amazing and uh, keep this thing uh, going in the direction we're going so well I have two questions coach uh, with the uh, projected 20% reduction, will that affect if you're able to add an additional coach? And then the, the latter part of that would be, who's going to do my game reports now? Will that be you now? You might get me, Mike. You might get me, Mike. <laughs> hey, you might get me, Mike. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> hey, uh, look, look, as long as you have your 10-minute cool off, if you happen to come up short, then come on with it. <laughs> You, you mean you don't want me on there yelling and screaming and fussing? No, we we we, we want to keep your dignity. We don't want to show the, the bad side of it. So we want to keep you nice, clean, and fresh. So you take that new song moment, then you say, "Hi, this is Coach Sandy Pugh with Purdue University with our basketball recap." So that's how you handle that. I promise I'll be good. I'll behave myself, Mike. Okay. But no. now, but uh, right now, um, um, very badly, Coach Pete has. Um, you know, I mean, there is a hiring freeze at uh, PVMU. Um, but we, we're, we're, we're hopeful that um, that situation will alleviate because, you know, I think that a lot of the scenarios um, that, you know, that uh, they originally thought might not come to pass, so uh, we might have more resources than we thought. I just think they were being, you know, um, 
a little a bit very guarded as they as well they should be uh, in this instance because it, the COVID has just really been you know this has been a booger. So, um, but Coach Pete has given me you know um, she she and I have been in communication, so I'm just waiting for her guidance on when it, when it's going to be the best possible time for um, us to proceed and. Hopefully that'll be sooner than later, and um, we can, you know, go ahead and get that going because that's a vital part. You know that 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 chair is um, is is basically my right and my left in some instances. So I really really need that person um, there. So we have a couple of people in mind that we're looking at. So I don't need everybody sending me their emails and <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know this. I know this dude in New York and Coach Peter Bay. Yeah, I, we have a couple of people in mind because there's a lot of dynamics that go into it, from you know computer literacy and uh, a lot of the software that we use. They have to have a knowledge of all these things and um, recruiting contacts, not just coaching. So there's a lot that goes into it. But uh, you know, uh, hopefully we'll have we'll know more soon. Okay, and speaking of the recruiting. Are you still tying some loose ends as far as uh, sealing up the final touches for this year's recruiting class? Um, we are, uh, we, you know, you know, I'm holding one to my chest, Mike. You know, I mean, I'm in no hurry. You holding uh, out on us, Coach? Yeah, you know, we signed, we signed four, two were re-signed, and uh, but uh, well, we signed a point guard that we think is just amazing. Um, quick leader, passer, you know, and the point guard position has just been critical. I thought Erin did a good job for us, but it, the learning curve for her to get where she was for the end of the year, and then she wasn't able to play in the tournament. I mean, and uh, NIT really hurt us. Um, this past year, I just never thought we ever found a groove with the point guard. And then the two that we had in the position got hurt, so we just thought that was a critical piece for us. So, um, we got the Gandy kid, and then we have a little high school kid coming in that, and in about five ten, who played the position, did a great job for her team, who's local. Um, but the Gandy kid is just a passer, rebounder, uh, one of the top, if not the top, um, uh, PG out of the state of Mississippi, JUCO uh, region. She's at uh, East Mississippi. We could we used to call it Scuba. Uh, quick for general. Uh, can guard 94 feet, um, looks to pass first and score second. Um, can't say enough about her, Tabria Gandy. Um, uh, Tiffany Tullis, 5'10 kid, athlete, great size, rebound, a tough winner, uh, high IQ, uh, played for, for one of the premier uh, AAU programs in the state of Texas, BIA. Uh, so just really... Um, I just feel blessed, Mike. I just feel like, you know, the staff did a great job of recruiting. We went after some kids, and um, we were able to close on um, the kids we wanted. So just really excited about this year coming up. Uh, Geraldine Smith is a kid that we signed last year that um, the NC2A had a hiccup on one of the classes she took out of high school. So she ended up going to Tyler for a year. Uh, and now she's back. She'll be sitting out this year, though, as a great type of gray shirt. Um, but she was a big-time athlete, lefty, six foot. Uh, Toy Smith is another kid that we signed last year, but we promised her grandmother and mom that she was going to graduate from JUCO, and um, she kind of 
wavered on coming as opposed to sitting out a year and finishing school. So she elected to sit out and finish, but she's going to be back with us. So we're just, you know, like I said, we're, we're blessed. Got some great kids coming in. I signed Alana, Trinity Curry, Trinity Hudson, you know, 6'5", six, 6'4", six, Jasmine Dixon, 6'3". So got a lot of great pieces. Got to, you know, put this puzzle together and get a coach in here who can help us. And, um, we can do some amazing things. Well, it sounds like that year three is going to be the few crew that we've been accustomed to seeing at Southern for so many years. And uh, it sounds like to me, Coach, I'm not trying to reveal your hand or nothing, but you're going to be showing and displaying uh, a lot of three-guard play in the coming future. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> uh, this is the biggest team I've ever coached. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, Southern, you know, we took a lot of sleepers, and we were big on player development. Um, this team, this this team here is, I mean, a lot of these kids are well known out there in the recruiting circuit, um, and everyone's like, man, you guys, you guys, if y'all can pull it together, you're gonna be a pretty solid team, coach. And so I'm excited about it, you know. And and I can sit here and talk all day about kids' athleticism and what they and project, what they may or may not bring to the table. Well, I, I just have to reiterate that. They're amazing women. You know, when you're sitting on these Zoom calls and all they're talking about is uh, this Black Lives Matter and, and what else can we do and how can we help coach and, um, you know, jonesing on each other and, oh, I'm ready to get back to campus. I can't wait to get back to campus. I miss CZ. And, you know, so this amazing group of young ladies and uh, I just think, the, uh, the Prairie View alumni, and she's, you know, I think they're really going to embrace these young ladies and, and just feel wholeheartedly and embrace their, 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 their success or struggle or whichever way it goes because they, I just think they're just going to identify with each and every one of them, you know. Um, we got kids coming from Mississippi and Florida. Um, we got quite a few that we signed here in Texas and Arkansas, Louisiana. So uh, it's just going to be an amazing time, and I hope people will come out and support these kids. Well, Coach, I think that um, it's off to a, a great turnaround, and uh, thank you for rendering the service, uh, the time, and always making yourself available here with us at the open mic. And uh, tough situations bring out the goodness and greatness in leadership, and you're displaying that right now. And I want to give you some closing thoughts and comments as we get ready to shut today's segment down. Hey, in 1964, Sam Cook said a change going to come. So it's time. Uh, we put together a phenomenal team. Uh, the culture is here. Um, our kids are poised and ready to go. They want to support review. They want to represent the highest, uh, whether it's on the court or in the classroom and I'm just I'm just grateful and thankful that Purge you gave me an opportunity to be a part of it and uh, you know, we just want to do our best and uh, represent uh, PV the purple and gold the Mac well so, are you going to sing a little bit of change is going to come I can't sing Mike if I could you know how to bust out on the song already you know how to hit that like, <laughs> like, like, like like Obama singing that amazing break. Come on now, you know I, I would already hit that. Well, you can. I mean, it don't matter if you can sing or not. If you can sing, say the words. That's powerful <laughs> enough. Well, give us a little bit of it, coach, before we get out of here. Just a little bit of it. You know, Mike, I was born by the rip. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got you. I got you. While you rapping, I'm going to be tapping. How is that sound? <laughs> she is Coach Sandy Pugh of the Prairie View A&M University Panthers Women's Basketball Program. I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. As always, we want to thank you guys for joining in with us. Don't forget to follow us on our social media handles, so Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at the Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is Open Mic Broadcast Network. And our 24-hour dialing message line is 713-570-6736. And until the next time, guys be blessed we'll see you on the other side